Hi, and welcome back to HFC. This week, we're focusing on the topic of prayer. When I first started looking at this topic, the thing that stood out to me was Jesus calling the church or his house, the house of prayer. And I'm like, huh, like, I I know that I've heard it that way before, but have I actually thought about what that means? Have I thought about what that means in terms of my relationship with Jesus? Have I thought about the implications of that, of him literally calling it the house of prayer? Before we get into that, let's go ahead and take a look at the verse that we're focusing on for this week. And it comes from Isaiah 56, verse 7. It says, These I will bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be accepted on my altar. For my house shall be called a house of prayer for all peoples. So as if if I wasn't already saying it was important enough, um, literally in this first verse, it is mentioned twice. And then it's mentioned in other prayer in other verses as well. In Matthew 21, verse 13, it is said, He said to them, It is written, My house shall be called a house of prayer, but you make it a den of robbers. And, and there's a whole story behind that why he's calling it a den of robbers. But my main focus for today is why or what is Jesus calling his house? And he's calling his house a house of prayer. It's written in Luke 19, verse 46, saying to them, It is written, My house shall be a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of robbers. Once again, mentioning that famous phrase that God has said. And so we see that four separate occasions that we see God mentioning uh, his church as the house of prayers, just starting off the basis for what I believe to be God emphasizing or Jesus emphasizing the importance of prayer in church. And yet for a place called the house of prayer, I have to ask myself, and this is just me asking myself, and you can ask yourself as well, for a place called the house of prayer, meaning the church, we the church, we the people, we are we are his his people for the place that we exist in called the house of prayer are we praying enough are we praying as we should be praying i just want to focus on the fact of for most of us at least for me i understand what happens when i pray and yet i still don't find myself praying so another verse that i particularly want to look at is first timothy chapter 4 verse 8 it says for while bodily training is of some value godliness is of value in every way as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come And my thought when reading this is, well, Jesus is talking about us being a house of prayer. So obviously that must be in tune with godliness. And so if is, my thought is we should be praying almost as if we're exercising, which for those of us that do exercise and those of us that don't, we all know that most people attempt to exercise daily and yet godliness of which praying is included, is valued more greatly. It says that in that verse, 1 Timothy 4, verse 8. For while for while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way. So if praying, which is part of godliness, is valued more greatly than bodily training, should we not also be praying daily? And if we take this to be more than just a comparison of which one's greater or more important, but also take into account the routine with which we do one and not the other, I began to think if it's being compared to bodily training and we have people who will spend an hour intensely training, intensely doing exercise, doing those high interval uh, sessions and whatnot, and making sure that they have tons of time to exercise to get their body right. And yet in this verse, 1 Timothy 4, 4 verse 8, it says, while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way and talks about it being more important, should we not also be intensely praying and seeking God just as much as we sh- we should be exercising, if not more? 
I'm arguing that we should at least be doing it the equal amount. So if we're going to do an hour of bodily training, then we should be intensely praying just as hard. If not praying more. Yet I find so many times that myself included, how many of us actually pray? And if we do pray, how many of us intensely pray? Pray with every bit of our spirit yielded, pray with every bit of faith that we have, exercising our faith and growing it and working it out and building it as if it's a muscle that we should be working out, like we were working out physically. How many of us actually can say that we intensely pray, that we are taking time to do this um, godliness training, per se, quotation marks, where it says, you know, while bodily training, so I'm saying godliness training, how many of us take time to train in that, to take time to build the Spirit, to feed the Spirit, to strengthen the Spirit, to pray, to do, to read their Bible, to do all those things that are included, reading Bible, praying, you know, going out and loving and giving and, and growing their fruits of the Spirit. But today, they're all important, but today I'm focusing specifically on praying because it's something that we can do anywhere and everywhere. We may not have a Bible. We may not, our phone may be dead. We may not be able to read the Bible. You can make excuses. None of us can say that we aren't capable of praying. That we aren't capable of, even if it just means a second, like a second of prayer, a second, a second of intense prayer of saying, God, help me today, Lord. Help me to find your peace and your wisdom. And I, I thank you, Lord, that I'm alive. Just, you know, giving our prayer to God and speaking to God and, and and just praying and intensely praying. But even then, we all know that we find times where we're not busy. So if we're making the argument that we were busy, you can still do a quick prayer. But we all know that we, there are times where we're not busy. How often do we make time to intensely pray, to intensely exercise our faith in our prayer life? Because if it's more important than bodily training, then we should we should be exercising, and yet where is that? And personally, this isn't a judgment to anyone because I've been in situations where I'm like, I know I should pray, but it's like, but I just feel like I've been I've been busy. I just I just need my brain to rest. I feel so just tired. I feel so weak or whatever. I just I just need a moment to relax, to de-stress, to decompress. And we begin to fall into the flesh. Fall into I'm, I'm tired. I don't feel like doing that. I just need a break. And oddly enough, it's mentioned God. Or Jesus speaks to that. Jesus himself in the Garden of Gethsemane was praying and the disciples were falling asleep. And Jesus says to them in Mark 14, verse 38, watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. I think that's important because I feel like sometimes we're just like, oh, well, I'm always too tired. But the point is, you're always going to be too tired. It's never going to be a perfect moment. It's not. Because Jesus himself says, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. The flesh is always going to find some reason why you cannot pray, why you cannot intensely pray, why you cannot do a short prayer, why you can't pray for your food, or I forgot, oh, I did this, oh, I did that. And it's just there's always going to be some reason because flesh is weak. The flesh isn't going to want to. For them, the disciples said they were falling asleep. And Jesus said, be careful. Be wary of listening to your flesh, of saying, I'm too tired. I'm too busy. I'm too this. Make time for prayer because your flesh is always going to come up with a reason to not do it. And yet the Spirit is willing. The Spirit is is ready to pray. The Spirit is wanting to pray because it knows that in praying, we receive the peace of God. Philippians 4 
verse 6 through 7 says, Do not be anxious, rather pray, and you will have God's peace. It knows that through prayer we receive God's peace. It knows that through prayer we are strengthened, and that's why our spirit so willingly and so longingly wants to pray and, and just have that connection with God. That's that's basically it for this episode. I just wanted to talk about the importance of prayer and and, and bring up that connection that was said that godliness is more important of bodily training. And when I read that, it was like, wow, that just makes so much sense. And right now I'm like, I don't know if I'm getting across what I'm trying to say. But how many of us put time into making sure our bodies are okay, and yet we completely ignore the aspect of godliness, of making time for prayer? How many of us have so many excuses to why we can't pray, or I was too tired, I went to bed early? And the point is, the flesh is never going to want you to pray. But that's exactly why you should pray, because the flesh wants to fall into temptation. And while the spirit is willing to pray, because it knows that by prayer, we stop ourselves from entering into temptation, that we are able to veer away from temptation. Just make sure you're praying, I guess. I'm feeling led to just, that's all I wanted to say. Before we go, I wanted to share two awesome songs that I really think just kind of how we should be approaching prayer. One of those songs is Gratitude by um, Brandon Lake. The other song is I Need Revival by Voos Worship. One of my favorite parts in Brandon Lake, it, or yeah, Brandon Lake's song, Gratitude, is the part where he says, So come on my soul, oh don't you get shy on me, lift up your song, cause you've got a lion inside of those lungs. Get up and praise the Lord. And it's just calling to the fact that you you have to realize the Spirit is made in the image of God. And so through the Spirit, when we begin to listen to it and yield to it and to feed it by by approaching godliness in, in terms of prayer and praising and reading our Bible and meditating on God's Word and doing what God calls us to do, we begin to unleash and unlock the potential that it has, the lion that we have within each and every one of us, the the authority and the power that God has vested in each and every one of us. The other one that I, I love is, <clears throat> like I said, I Need Revival by Voos Worship, because one of my favorite parts of the song is, and when I first heard it, I was like, how depressing, like, I don't want to sing that, but I feel like it's 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 not depressing, it's, it's reality. And so that verse goes, I won't make it, I won't last. Um, and I'm like, well, I don't, I don't want to imagine myself dying or whatever. And there's a, there's this, they go into like some spontaneous worship in the song where they just say, I won't, I won't make it. I won't last. I need revival. I need revival. I won't make it. No, I won't last. I need revival. I need revival. And I don't know why the first time I heard it, it was depressing to me. And I, I think it's the the part of my flesh that wants to ignore the fact that I won't make it without God, that I need to come with a humble heart and say, God, I'm incapable of doing this. I feel like so many times we don't make time for prayer because we don't see it as necessary. We see bodily training as necessary because we believe ourselves to be weak. We need to exercise. Oh, I'm out of breath. Oh, I couldn't do this today. Or I feel weak. Or I feel like my muscles are failing me. Like as I get older, I'm incapable of doing things. I'm, I'm able to do less and less every day. Not realizing that the same thing exists for the spirit, that when we're not exercising the spirit, we're less and less capable of doing things because we aren't having enough faith to use the authority of that God has vested in each and every one of us. <clears throat> and so 
while I didn't like the song at first, it just feels so powerful to sing, I won't make it, I won't last. Just not because <clears throat> it's empowering to sing that and say, I'm not going to make it, I'm not going to last, but because it's empowering to acknowledge the fact that without God, I won't make it, I won't last. Without and this is the verse, without you in my life, you help me, you lead me, you meet where I am. And then the chorus goes, God, I surrender. Lord, here I am, still in your presence. I lift up my hands. Come, Holy Spirit, fill me again. I need revival. I need revival. And then just... It's so beautiful because it's just this acknowledgement that we are nothing without God. And so many times I feel like we avoid acknowledging that. We avoid acknowledging our helplessness because to acknowledge that, we think that'll bring fear in. But when we acknowledge it, it's okay to acknowledge that, but also acknowledge the truth. Don't just acknowledge the fact that we are helpless, that we're incapable of making change happen. I can acknowledge that, but the empowering part is when I also acknowledge the truth, that God's peace is with me that what God has blessed, none can revoke, that what God has called me to, He will see me through, that what God has prepared me for, He has prepared me over a, a, a lifetime. And realizing that we're not powerless because we're not alone, that we are powerless when we are alone, but when we belong to God, there is authority and power that exists within us and thus makes us not powerless. But first, before we can access that power, we have to humble ourselves, we have to repent, and we have to approach God and say, God, I am powerless. I am incapable of doing this by myself, Lord. And that is exactly why I need you. That is exactly, Lord, why I call upon you, Lord. Why I spend this time, Lord, thanking you, Lord, for the day that you have given me. Thank you, Lord, for protecting me, Lord. Even though I didn't see what could have happened today, Lord, I know that there are many, many things that could have gone wrong with my day, Lord, and that you have provided me a way through every single one of them. And Lord, I believe, Lord, that you are with me today, just blessing me with your grace and mercy and your wisdom and understanding to get through my day. And I just thank you so much for bringing me home safely giving me a job to go to, giving me food to eat, giving me a family to talk to, giving me family to spend time with. Lord, for giving me the ability to just have a moment to listen to a podcast, to have a moment to listen to a song, to have a moment to to not be worried about my my life, Lord. For I know that even if I were to die, even in this moment, Lord, that you have protected me, that you have called me, that my flesh may die, Lord, but you are going to call me up to heaven to be with you. And in that, there will be victory. And so that wasn't a prayer, but I feel like I was praying. I feel like I was talking to God in that moment. <clears throat> but my point is, I love both of these songs because they recognize the importance of saying, I can't do this. And there's nothing wrong with saying you can't do something if you realize that's not the end of the truth. I can't, but he can. And I've had this conversation in the previous message but so many times we we have this fear of, I can't go to prayer because that acknowledges the fact that I'm incapable of doing this without realizing that whether you acknowledge it or not, you're incapable of doing it. It's acknowledging it and moving forward with the truth that you may be incapable of doing this, but you are a child of God, a child of a God who can speak things into existence that do not exist and, and make things realize that should not make sense that can bring water out of a rock if necessary, can bring a garden in a, in a desert, <clears throat> that can make water turn into blood, water turn into wine, that can make frogs rain down from the sky. A God that is so powerful, He spoke our very world and universe that we still can barely comprehend into existence. 
And so I feel like when we begin to realize that, when we begin to acknowledge that, that is when we realize the importance of prayer. Prayer is not admitting defeat. Prayer is not giving in. Prayer is not failing. Prayer is victory. Prayer is acknowledging the fact that you are incapable of doing this, but also acknowledging the fact that you are with God. Prayer is our our power source. Prayer is plugging in and, and thanking God and realizing that He is the source of all of our victories. He is the source of our prosperity. He is the source of our peace, of our joy, or of victory. He is the source of all of our joy. It is by praying that we begin to change our perception of life around us, that we begin to change who we are because we have God's joy. He is the connection source that we need in order to make change a realization. And so we have to move beyond this fact of believing that by praying, we're giving in, by praying, we're doing nothing, that, oh, prayer is our last resort, or I only need to pray when I feel helpless. No, you pray when you feel empowered. You pray when you feel capable, because the realization is that you're not capable. You may feel capable, but you feel capable because you have God's blessing on you, and we have to acknowledge that, and we have to give thanks for that. And and, and also what I said earlier, we need to constantly and be exercising this and reminding us. And as Jesus said to the disciples, watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. There are so many importances to prayer, but we have to get beyond the belief that prayer is just for some moments, that prayer is just when we're helpless. Prayer is when we're weak, because honestly, we're always helpless. We're always weak. You've been deceived into thinking that you can do things by yourself because so far they've been good. Don't be deceived. Prayer is not a season moment. Prayer is not something that you should be finding yourself in when you're in trouble or finding yourself in when you're low stressed or finding yourself in when it's convenient. Prayer is something that you do every day because the flesh will always find ways to make up excuses. The flesh is not willing, but the spirit is. Be led by the Spirit, spirit spirit-led, and let your spirit begin to move in your life and begin to grow God's presence in your life. Anyway, with that, we're going to go ahead and end this episode. Dear God, thank you for giving me the ability to pray because sometimes I feel like I don't acknowledge how powerful it is to have a, a way to speak to and ask my God, the creator of everything around me, how amazing is that, Lord, that we are capable to speak to you, that we are capable of being heard by you, of you answering our prayers. How amazing is that? And how often do we belittle that? Because we feel like prayer just isn't important. Lord, forgive us, Lord, for not seeing the importance of prayer. Forgive us for not realizing sooner just how how vital prayer is, how important it is to talk to you, how lucky we are to talk to you, how blessed we are. Lord, I pray that you help us to just strengthen our prayer life, to find or create more opportunities to pray, Lord, so that we may be led from temptation, that we may grow our spirit, Lord, that we may grow our relationship with you, that we will develop more godliness in our life because we know that is the most important thing for us to do. Lord, I pray that you forgive us of our sins. You lead us from temptation. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Hi, and thanks for listening to this week's episode of HFC. For that last part, I didn't mean to say realization, I meant to say reality, but um, I said it so many times it was really hard for me to edit out, so I'm just going to inform you now. Pray for each other. I Pray for the situation with Christians in general. Just pray that God begins to inspire all of us to begin praying for each other, for our nation, for our nations, wherever you may live, for our world, and begin to guide us towards what plans He has for us and prepare us 
by exercising our godliness and, and exercising our faith to to move in this world, to, to be changers, to be a light in this world. Anyways, thanks for listening. God bless you. Have a great week. Bye.